Hi, this is Martin Casals, a.k.a. Marty the Moth from Lucha Underground, and you're watching the Oversell Podcast. This is episode 79, and we are talking all things professional wrestling. Get ready. This is the Oversell Podcast! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Oversell Podcast. My name is Derek. I am Mike. And he is back, baby! <laughs> Daniel is back! I'm alive. <laughs> I am so excited! The, ru- the, rumors of my, the rumors of my demise have been greatly exaggerated. He is actually and, uh, now a biker. <laughs> he was the dead man when he left, and now he's come back as Biker Daniel. Yes. <laughs> Dangerous Dan Matthews is back with us on the Oversell Podcast. I have missed you so much, man. What's going on? Just give me my do-rag and my biker vest and my jeans and I'll be okay. <laughs> I, I'm not going to give you assless chaps, so that's that's for you to take care of. That's not on the company budget. <laughs> What's been up, man? Oh, man. Just uh, been going at it over here, you know, uh, seeing what I can get into, you know, uh, mainly working. Um, I've got, you know, my, my, my main job and everything, uh, doing tech support and all. And, you know, I've got more, of course, I've, I'm the guy with the most stores in the area now, of course, of course, of course. <laughs> to take care of, of course. But, you know, when I'm not busy with that, uh, I'm, uh, taking Will to wrestling practice and, uh, you know, getting him, uh, started for his first, uh, actual tournament in, on January 21st. Uh, nice. We've been doing some wrestling duels and everything, and uh, I've been pretty impressed with the way he's been taking up wrestling and everything. He actually pinned a kid in 39 seconds the other day. Ah, Sweet. So, ha, uh, I pinned a kid in 32. <laughs> he's still not faster than me. What is the professional wrestling scene like up that in that part of the woods? Um, man, I, I have... Um, I've seen very few shows run around this area uh, lately. Um, I, I I think maybe you know the summer might uh, you know see an explosion maybe of uh, wrestling uh, shows sprout up around the area. But the main one over here um, that uh, I've actually uh, got my foot in the door in right now is NWA Smoky Mountain, and uh, with uh, Tony Givens, who's the lead booker over here. Um, you know, and I, I gotta say, man, uh, the last two shows I've done with them, everything has been like so professional. And like, if you go to one of these shows, you're going to see just about, you're, you're going to have the run of the gambit pretty much of just about any and every match, you know, you could possibly imagine, you know, there's street fights, there's no DQ, there's tag matches. The tag teams over here are incredible. Um, I mean, I've got, I've got like two or three tag teams in my head right now that I saw in the last two shows that they deserve, they deserve to be on TV, you know. And that is another thing. NWA Smoky Mountain is on TV over here. Wow, very cool. Um, nice. So, any names you know, we, any names that past or present we may recognize? Well, Chase Owens uh, recently uh, returned from Japan. Okay. Uh, he's over here now. 
Uh, he's actually a native of uh, Bristol, Virginia. So uh, he's just over the state line over here, just on the other side of Kingsport, Tennessee, uh, just, on, just on the other side of the Virginia state line. For those that are That's not familiar with, for his work, are familiar with his work, can you give us a quick rundown of what he's done? Uh, well, um, he's a member of the Bullet Club. Right. <laughs> he, so, he, um, so he probably just got done with Wrestle Kingdom 11. He, that's Hangman Page, right? Um, I'm not sure what it, it. I'm not sure if his working name is different over in Japan than it is over here. Um, but in, uh, he goes as Chase Owens over here. So, but you know, it could be different over there. Is, is that what you mean? Hang, Hangman Page is Adam Page, who is Stevie Waltz. I got okay. Him, I got him confused. Did you <clears throat> Did you get to see any of Wrestle Kingdom Eleven? I did not. Oh I did not get God. to see Wrestle Kingdom Eleven. I heard people rave about it and about uh, Omega and um, Okada. Okada. Yeah. Okada. Yeah. It, that <laughs> Sorry. is it's Dan been a long day. as as a. <laughs> Fan of professional wrestling, that would be probably if you watch that, it, you would call it the greatest wrestling match you have ever seen. Yeah, I've I've, I've seen uh, posts of it. I just haven't taken the time to sit down and watch it yet. Um, though I'm still a part of the uh, private group, uh, the Cool Kids uh, private group that uh, I've been uh, a part of for a while now, and it's a Facebook group. <clears throat> Excuse me, and uh, they they were ranting and raving about uh, those guys, you know, possibly being the greatest wrestling match ever. You know, it was debatable, but it was ever. Right. <laughs> so, but uh, I'm I'm anxious to see it. I really am. But just even if it is just that one match, I'd love to see it. You know, there 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 is a series of four matches on that card that kind of to me are the if you if you're watching like a UFC show or something like that. That is the main card that you know that you get your you have your undercard matches and stuff. There's it starts off with Kushida, moves on to mm-hmm. Shibata and Goto. Which Dan, I knew if you watched pro wrestling or if you watched New Japan pro wrestling, Shibata would be your favorite wrestler. He is mm-hmm. a no nonsense, go out there, kick kick the shit out of your opponent, fight him, destroy him, hurt him as much as possible. Wrestler, mm-hmm. uh, him and Goto put on a, a. It was my personal favorite match of the night because I'm just a big Shibata mark. Right, can't help it. Then you had uh, Nato and Tanahashi, which was another great match, and then that led into Okada and uh, Omega, which stole the show. I mean, uh, I can't say enough. We've got mm-hmm. we've got a uh, New Japan World account. I'll send you the the details. I don't mind mm-hmm. sharing it with you because. It's an oversell podcast account, so I'll get those to you because you've got to oh, watch. Yeah. You need to watch at least watch um, Wrestle Kingdom Eleven. It's the best show they put on every year. I'm only like an hour and a half into it. I'm so watching you, it from the beginning. What you so through. you saw the Battle Royal, right? Yeah. What'd you think? Billy Gunn was awesome. Was he not? <laughs> was Scott Norton not great? Yeah. Dude, fucking huge. I know. <laughs> I saw a picture of Scott Norton. He looks like a damn tank. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. He he was a tank with legs. And, and he still he still has it, too. I mean, he he has never lost anything. He just works that stiff Japan style. I mean, he delivered a badass powerbomb in it. Uh, cheeseburger was in it. I love cheeseburger. <laughs> I love cheeseburger. Cheeseburger's great. Cheeseburger's awesome. Ju- him, especially when him and J- Jushin Thunder Liger are getting a match together. Yeah. Uh, who else did you like in that battle royal? Uh... 
trying to think of who else was in it that I actually knew. Uh, Yoshi Yoshihatsu, Yoshitatsu, Yoshitatsu. Yeah, Yoshitatsu. I forgot. Yeah, he, he was in the Bullet Club Hunters, which he, is the, like yeah the Degeneration X, according to Andrew Zarian. Yeah, who's who on last week? Because so it was Billy Gunn. Yeah. Yep. Uh, let's see. And then they had like a, bu- a bunch of those guys that came out around Scott Norton were NWO Japan guys. Right. So it's kind of cool seeing those and just a fun show. How what what's been your favorite match so far? Uh. Probably that one so far. I mean, okay. I had, like I said, it's I'm like an hour, hour and a half into it. I was at work on a Saturday morning watching it, so yeah. and, you know they had that weird anime match, which I wasn't. Too, yeah, I, I, kinda, I, I may have actually skimmed over that yeah, one. I mean, and then after that, it leads into some of the tag matches, which are really good on yeah. that card. I mean, they got Daniel. They got <laughs> some talent over in New Japan that is just. It's all about wrestling. It's not about. I saw a great breakdown of what the different companies are and the wwe is a storyline of a family that owns wrestling and what they do with it right mm-hmm. it, it's w- what i tell people it's a soap opera for men yeah new japan pro wrestling is about the sport of professional wrestling it's right. not about the stories are all told in the ring they're guys that go out there like shibata who <laughs> throws the best damn forearm i think i've ever seen in a match and then you've got someone like Okada, who overall is probably one of the best wrestlers on this planet, pound for pound. Best dropkick in wrestling. Man, if it's not him and Moose, they're 1A, 1B, because Moose throws a hell of a dropkick, yeah. too. But, you know, I saw an interesting um, thing. There's a game called Yakuza for the PlayStation 4. I don't know. It's I don't know how old of a game it is, right. but someone found all the animations that characters use, and it's New Japan Pro wrestling moves. So there's a character <laughs> that'll do the rainmaker. Nice. How cool is that? And in tech, you know, it's so cool how the reach of New Japan Pro Wrestling because in Tekken Seven, a couple of characters have new cl- new uh, bullet, bullet club. club. They have yeah. bullet club gear, and it's it's incredible the reach has. So get out there and watch Wrestle Kingdom Eleven. And like you, this uh, this Friday you. on Access, yep, uh, they're actually starting the show. Wrestle a, Kingdom Eleven and 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 Jim Ross is going to be calling Okada Omega. Yeah, which I wish he would have been calling it in the first damn place because, as much as I like Steve Carino and Kevin Kelly, it, they just didn't do it, it for me on this. It's show. not Jim Ross. Well, they just it seemed like the thing that made me, it made me think of was it showed clips from I saw some clips from Access one time and there's a guy that was just you know sitting down at one of those booths doing commentary. And it looks like it could be the end for the great one. I'm like, this is that's what it reminded me of hearing Kevin Kelly. <laughs> well, it's funny, like watching the uh, their battle royal. Like it's like sometimes they didn't know who was actually coming out because mm-hmm. they didn't. <laughs> they wouldn't say the name. They were like, "Oh, here he comes." <laughs> and then, it's, like you know, when you're watching it, you know, it's you know their their name pops up in Japanese. So I'm like, I have no idea who the fuck I, this is. because yeah, exactly. They don't even know exactly. <laughs> So and then funny. at one point, uh, one of them, I think it was Steve Carino, he was like, oh, yeah, it's so-and-so. And he was like, no, that's not who that is. <laughs> oh, it's not? Oh, I th- oh, okay, yeah, that's this guy. The year, I think <laughs> I think for Wrestle Kingdom 11, uh, no, I'm sorry, Wrestle Kingdom 9, it was Jim Ross and um, it was Matt Stryker. Okay. I don't, I, you know, I don't care what people say about Matt Stryker. When it comes to commentary, he's fucking awesome. Yeah, he's great. I love him on Lucha Underground. He, yep. he 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 has he just he's a great commentator. Which have, how caught up are you on Lucha Underground? 
I still haven't watched last week. Basically, I was going to wait until tonight so I'd have two to watch back-to-back. Gotcha, gotcha. So next week we can talk a little Lucha Underground. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Because cool. what was this week the midseason finale? Yes, the, tonight is the midseason okay. finale. It starts in about 30 minutes. Okay. Um, Johnny Mundo is taking on the Mac. The Mac. For the Lucha Underground <clears throat> Heavyweight Championship. It's going to be great. And I'm sure Sexy Star is going to have some match. I mean, that, that whole card is just stacked full of uh, stars. And, you know, it, it makes me think back to we've actually had two Lucha Underground stars on this show. We've had Eva Lise. And Marty and, the Moth. And Marty the Moth. And uh, last week on Marty the uh, Mariposa lost to Sexy Star, and Marty Moth the Moth came out, and you think he's going to console his sister. He ends up beating the crap out of her. I'm like, damn, Marty. <laughs> I, I mean, okay, so he was actually on last week's episode. So, yeah. Okay, so I finally sorry. actually get to oh, see I him just, on. I just gave you a spoiler. Well, I mean, I don't care about spoilers. I'm going to watch it anyway. So. Yeah. Uh, sorry, bud. But, yeah, <clears> yeah. He, sh- he shows up to console Mariposa and – uh, we also got to see um, the Rabbit Clan, which is led by Paul London. Those creepy ass dudes. All right, I'll finally get to see them. They come. They came out and had a match with um, uh, Cobra Moon's team, which is the, yeah. the giant fucking snake dude. Yeah, from Big Brother. And the giant lizard dude. Yeah. And Drago and yeah, it was. It's the Paul. The the Rabbit Clan is just. <laughs> They don't really. It seems like they don't even care what's going on in the ring. They're just there to trip out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and Dan, there is a former WWE guy in the Rabbit Clan that when they first started cutting his vignettes, I didn't recognize him. But when they finally announce him, it's it's Paul London. Do you remember Paul London from SmackDown? Oh yeah. Yeah, he is. Yeah, the guy that got fired for smiling at Vince McMahon during the <laughs> segment where he got blown up in the limo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I don't. I guess I, is that why he got left. Did, like legit. That's why he got fired from the company. Th- that's there was, supposedly why. Yeah, yeah, there was rumors that. I mean, I remember watching that segment. You know, I mean, he had. It was like <laughs> it was obvious. Like I'm gonna make the dumbest smiling face that I can and get on camera. And well, see, if you if you listen to it told from Paul London's point of view, it's actually pretty funny because like he didn't get any instructions. <laughs> you know, he said he did not get any instructions whatsoever. You know, and they uh, they pretty much told him, okay, we're all going to do like a group thing. You guys are going to line up on both sides of the you know the hallway as Vince is you know walking out. You know, he's going to walk down the center, and they walk. You know, they go past Paul London, and he's the only one with the biggest freaking <laughs> smile on his face that you've ever seen in your life you know because everybody's just kind of like you know big eyed at vince you know and yeah. just kind of looking and staring and you know okay <laughs> man that seems like so, for, but, that seems but like from his point of view he didn't he never got any instructions they never told him what to do so he was just like well i just did whatever i felt like you know <laughs> what, what year was that <clears throat> Uh, well, that was right before uh, Benoit yeah. happened. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like right before. Yeah, it was like the it week was literally before. The, yeah, the, week before. the week before. Man, that just seems like. But that was two thousand eight, nine, something like that, maybe. Mm-hmm. Wow, I don't remember. That just seems like such a long time ago. I mean, you know, uh, crazy time, Dan. What? What was how, what do you think of the cruiserweight division and what they're doing with that on 205 Live on the network? Um I think, you know, I think the cruiserweights 
they're gonna have they're gonna have a long road ahead of them to get the people behind the cruiserweights because it just seems like the people are not getting behind the cruiserweights at least on the pay-per-views. I actually have yet to watch a 205 live show. You know, but um, I think the problem they, with it is for a while there they were recording it right after SmackDown and people were like fuck this I'm leaving I'm going home I've already been here exactly two yeah. hours. and but now I think one week they actually recorded it in <clears throat> ahead of Raw which is a little smarter. Because you're getting the crowd coming in, right? Not mm-hmm. people leaving their seats and the seat fillers, you know. Are, so does are, that mean we get two of five live too? I don't know. I really don't know. Who knows? I don't know. We'll be at SmackDown next week, though. We we, we do get the <laughs> Becky Lynch and Alexa Bliss cage match. Oh my god! <laughs> oh yeah! Oh, it's gonna be so fucking hyped! I, Dan, what's some stuff going on in wrestling you like right now? And um, well, I'm hyped for the Rumble. I'm always hyped um, for the, the Rumble. I think the Rumble's going to shape up to be pretty good this year. I really do. Um, you know, um, I've been steadily watching the pay-per-views, and uh, you know, I, I like. I've, I've, I've actually, I've actually liked the pay-per-views. Um, you know, the the stuff uh, that uh, they've done to build up Goldberg and Lesnar. Um, I mean that. That whole thing where he came out and squashed Lesnar at a minute twenty six was it? I guess um, something yeah, like yeah. that. Yep. I I thought that was a brilliant move, actually. I um, loved you know, it. Um, I some may disagree, um, but you know, that's how Goldberg made his money. You know, that's how Goldberg was money, and you know they got to prove that Goldberg is a draw, and that was the way to do it. You know, and that's not going to be the end of that by any stretch of the imagination they're gonna i I think i think i've seen on a couple of websites they're actually promoting goldberg versus lesnar for fast lane before wrestlemania so but um you know it's hard to say where they're gonna go with it but you know that was the goldberg character that we all knew you know and that was what we needed to see again um after his God, how long has it been? 10, 15 year hiatus from the ring and everything. Yeah. Um, you know, that was the Goldberg we needed to see again and to get us interested. Um, so, you know, and it's a last minute deal. Um, from what I understood, uh, it was a last minute deal where they finally, you know, they hit the right dollar amount for Goldberg to come back and actually have more than just one match. So, <laughs> yeah. And once they did that, it, it was on, you know. <clears throat> Have you guys seen the uh, poster for the Royal Rumble? Yeah. Not going to lie, it kind of ticked me off. I know what you're going to talk about. How <laughs> in the fuck, and it, pardon my French, but I, I, this this is kind of something that gets to me. You have your two champions right now are AJ and Kevin Owens, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. How are the fuck are they not in the front holding their titles of the fucking poster? Now I know it's something silly to gripe about, but damn it. How are they how are people supposed to get behind your champions and think they're the real deal if you've got them buried in the back where you can't even recognize them? And instead you have who's up front now? Brock Lesnar and Goldberg. I think Undertaker is right now. Yeah, a bunch <laughs> of part-timers. Well, that's that's your money draw. But you know I I understand your your side of it, but I think it's because the Royal Rumble pay per view is about the Rumble itself and who's in the Rumble. The yeah, 
the title holders and the title matches, they're actually that's the one pay per view where those are secondary. But we could see these guys in the Royal Rumble. What if they have the title matches on first and then these guys come in back into the Rumble? They don't genuinely do that. You never know what they're going to do. True. Yeah, they they don't really let the title holders in. Right, because I mean, <laughs> if the title holder wins, who does? Uh, but well, you say that, but last year the rumble was for the title. Well, yeah, that was for the title. Mm-hmm. But they've already announced the title matches for for Man. this year. It's just I think it's more of the same of not getting behind your champions. For I don't know, it's just it just ticks me off because. AJ and Kevin Owens work so hard and are over. AJ Styles is so over as a champion; it's not even funny. And yeah, I, I, he has done nothing but kick ass this year. This has been the last year was the year of AJ Styles in professional wrestling, wrestling in the Tokyo Dome, then going and being in the Big Show at WrestleMania, and then winning a title near the end of the year. I mean, that's that's yeah. a hell of a fucking year, and mm-hmm. it it just really pisses me off what do you what have you thought of what did you think of aj well, this past or, go ahead. what do you think of the past royal rumble posters i mean they're all basically the same it's just all the wrestlers that are in the rumble basically but yeah. you've never a, nobody's really ever complained about it before yeah it's uh, just you know, mishmash of uh i don't know I, i'm just <clears throat> it's just it seems like it's just it's always <coughs> you know, no, Owens never gets the respect of being a champion. In my opinion, this is just stacks on more to that. And then, of course, AJ, who's been their hottest star, I think, this past year throughout the pretty much the entire year of 2016, AJ Styles was their number one star, and to have him barely in the thing. And, and you know, what's even funnier: the guy I think who's going to who has a big chance to win the Rumble isn't even on the poster. Undertaker is on the poster. Braun Strowman is on not on the poster. <laughs> yeah. Now, see, you're looking at I'm it. I'm right? pulling it up. Yeah. Well, I think he's the big Alamo thing in the background. <laughs> Man, I gotta know what do you, what do you he's thought? He's the building. What, yeah. <laughs> what do you think? Of, what do you think of what they've done with Braun Strowman so far? Um, the guy. I mean, they they have kind of danced around uh, with him and Zayn. You know. Um, I like the way that, you know, they, they kind of dance around and play with those two. They don't really want to hurt Zane, you know, they, they, and they don't want to really hurt Zane status wise, you know, like he's always the one that loses and then they don't really want to hurt on character wise, you know, cause he's the monster that they've built up and they've taken all this time and they've sent all these jobbers out time after time again, just to show that he, he can crush anybody. You know, so they've built up Braun as a monster. They've built up Zane as a guy that never gives up, you know, and just keeps coming back for more. So I'm, I'm interested to see where it goes in the end. You know, um, honestly, I don't know what the end game is on that storyline. I really don't. Um, you know, if uh, didn't didn't Zane get taken out by, by Strowman? I got his on butt one of the programs here recently. Uh, yes. Wait. Well, they had the uh, the last man standing match on Raw. Okay. And I'm guessing Zayn lost that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because so. uh, you know they they kind of they're kind of trading back and forth on that you know and then uh, 
at the pay-per-view, it was kind of confusing because it was like, well, he lasted, what, 10 minutes? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was 10 minutes, yeah. <laughs> and that was all he had to do, you know? It was just kind of like, okay, well, that was kind of pointless because, you know, haven't they wrestled matches, you know? <clears throat> yeah. But, you know... It's weird. It's that 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 to me is kind of a weird dichotomy and a weird storyline going forward. You know, you know, it's it's going to be hard to. Uh, I I don't envy the bookers and I don't envy the writers of those segments because it's going to be kind of hard to get out of that without you know. Either hurting Braun Strowman's as his, Braun Strowman's character or hurting Zane's, you know, uh, status. You know, as as a competitor, right. you know. So it, I'm 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 kind of on the fence about it, you know. <laughs> it was interesting this past year, though. You saw a return of the jobber to to major professional wrestling. I mean, you have the actual enhancement talent. Yeah, yeah Dan, in your wrestling um, expertise, what did you think about that? With, uh, well. <laughs> My, in my professional opinion, <laughs> um, I can tell you that James Ellsworth is probably the luckiest man on the planet right now. <laughs> no joke. Um, that that to me is uh, just remarkable. Um, the man sold more T-shirts than freaking Roman Reigns. You know. <laughs> Does that really shock you, though? Does that really? No, it really does. It really does. You know, um, the the no chin thing, <laughs> the constant no chin jabs that they keep giving the guy and everything, and no he's chin just a music. little hip squeak, and you know, <laughs> no chin music. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I, I I gotta say, you know, for for a guy like James Ellsworth to come along and get a WWE contract. I mean, it's just like, that is Providence, you know, that is, that is getting over organically. And, you know, you got your, he, you know, put his own face on his shirt, you know, making the weirdest looking face you've ever seen <laughs> in your life. And, you know, everybody went crazy and bought it. <laughs> and now so, he's with Carmella. I mean, it's just, that, that to me is nuts, you know, yeah. um, you know, and, yeah, and I'm I'm kind of shaking my head at that too. I'm just kind of, <laughs> uh, you know, but you know, hey, he's on TV. He's getting exposure. You know, they, uh, you know, had overnight stardom for the guy. You know, and uh, I think what it, what was it that he said he'd been in the business for 13 years? Wow. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, more power to him. You know, keep going. Yeah. So, um, do they, are, do they put past SmackDowns on the network, Daniel? Like, uh, do they put those on four weeks, just like they do Raw on the network these days? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're a month behind. Um, <clears throat> what, as far as what, which show do you like more? Which show do you think is better right now? Me, for one, I think SmackDown has been killing it. Raw is still sluggish. SmackDown. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, um, SmackDown. SmackDown to me um, has been, you know, overtaking Raw. Uh, sometimes I leap some bounds. Um, you know, it, it, it's, but you know, Raw is a three-hour show. 
you're going to get tired of watching it eventually. <laughs> you know, it's it's hard to keep somebody's attention for three hours. It it honestly is. You know, and even if you take the even if you take the commercials out of Raw, it's still under two hours. You know, just under two hours of you know watching stuff. So I mean, you know, it's it's too. It almost makes you want to think if if Raw went back to two hours, would it be better? Yes, it would. I, I you know, no. yeah, because the uh, then they wouldn't be taking so much time getting where they're going. And, you know, you know, I was watching um, uh, SmackDown. Uh, I was catching up on it today, and even though right now the title picture for the women is Alexa Bliss and Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch. They still have a great storyline going on with Nikki Bella and Natalia and somewhat Carmella. Yeah. In that and it's I was like, wow, women are involved in a major storyline not involving a title picture and they're actually pulling it off well. They're telling a story there. Mm-hmm. Natalia was the one that attacked Nikki Bella in the back and you know, they had that awesome promo world of uh, Natalia's finally getting a chance to shine. On SmackDown, yeah. and thank God. I mean, how long has this been? How long? <laughs> like have I been, twenty-seven years too late. <laughs> we since we yeah, started this podcast, known, I've been bitching about how they've used Natalia. We've known she could work for ten, fifteen years now, you know, and they just never utilized her to the point where she could actually shine, and now she's shining, which is great. Yep, and it's 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 fun to watch. It's good television. You know, Ambrose, I, the Miz, I think it could be a superstar. You could call the Miz a superstar of the year this past year because it was the year. And uh, Oh, my God, all the promos he's been doing lately. Yeah, man, <laughs> it's, it's very reminiscent of when, you know, the big story going into WrestleMania was it was shortly before that when Miz became world champion on Raw. Um, it was very reminiscent of that to where, the Miz is becoming a star you want to see on TV because he was working his ass off in his promos and everything because everyone was the talk was Cena and The Rock and you got the Miz right there like no you're gonna I am a star you're gonna see it right here and of course they had that fizzled out match with that horrible ending at WrestleMania mm-hmm. but I mean la- I think where he almost got knocked out <laughs> well and I think he kind of went he he just kind of got burnt out him you know himself there but. This brand split, I think, has done wonderful things for the Miz. Um, him and Dean Ambrose are very in a very interesting storyline. It's it's involving Renee Young mm-hmm. and Maurice and all this, and it's great. I mean, he's been one of the breakout guys on SmackDown you know, because um, of this brand split. And you got to look at what what is driving that too. You know, um, in my opinion, Miz is getting everything he wants right now. He's getting. A title to hunt for. He's getting um, all kinds of, you know, he's getting all kinds of opportunities to cut promos, which, you know, every time him and Daniel Bryan get in the room, oh my God, you, you just sit back and watch, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, at, anytime him and Daniel Bryan are on screen together, you know, he just starts right up about, you know, oh, you, you, you don't like me and you think I'm a coward and this, that, and the other and everything, you know? And he just starts right into it, you know, and um, I mean, like, it's just it, it. I don't I don't know where exactly it got triggered, but, you know, you look at what the formula is for him to come out of his shell and get that 
resurgence of, you know, I can I can cut these promos and I can make them believable and everything. And you look at you look at everything he's getting right now. He's getting titles. He's getting title shots. He's getting to chase titles, and he's got his wife right beside him. You know, yeah. and so I think that that's plays a... a lot on your mentality. You yeah. know, yeah. So you're not you know you're not worried about what's going on at home. Your wife's right there next to you. She's managing you. You know, you you're getting everything you want because you've unwrapped what you used to be. You know. He's just as badass as he used to be, you know. And, and you know, I gotta admit, I was not a fan of the Miz having the WWE title, but damn it, he was doing his job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know, he was making me hate him, which was great. You know, <clears throat> you know, I I cannot say a bad word about any of the Miz's work ever since I've saw I've I've watched him wrestle. You know, I've started watching him on WWE TV, even back when he was tagging with uh, Johnny Nitro, you know. Um, and, you know, just from that, from that, you know, and comes, God, how long has he been working for WWE? You know, it's it's got to be up in the, in the teen years by now. <laughs> I mean, that... Do we have a can one of y'all Google a start date for him? Because I mean that was. Uh, let's see. We went to Raw <laughs> that one Raw where he was hosting like a diva search, and and that was in two thousand and six. I want to say so. It's at least been ten mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. that he's been involved. Plus, uh, when was ECW? I think ECW was after that where he tagged with Johnny Mundo. I say Johnny Mundo, mm-hmm. John Morrison, whatever the hell you want to call him <laughs> at that time. Um, All six of his names, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So I want to say he's he's been in there at over t- at least close to ten years. I'm pretty yeah. sure that Walt he, Raw. He, it's got to be over ten by just a little bit. But I mean, his in ring you know, debut it, was on SmackDown September first, oh six. Damn, I'm good. Oh, I'm oh. Damn. <laughs> I should be answering a trivia question tonight. I'm on fire. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> You get your uh, yeah. That should have been the trivia question for tonight. There, you, you would have nailed it right on the head. Oh, you guys are gonna like the um, the question I've got tonight for you guys, and I, I'm so happy you finally get to be a part of this segment. <laughs> have any? <laughs> do you have any idea who his first match was against? Uh, oh God. Um, I'm gonna, I mean, if either one of you guessed this, I, what was the pirate dude? Paul Virgil. Yeah. No. Who was it? Tatanka. Oh wow, Tatanka! Back when Tatanka came back for a while. <laughs> oh wow, that's that's a hell of an in-ring debut. Wow. <laughs> oh Damn. man. Oh uh, Dan, what are your thoughts of what they've been doing with AJ Styles? I love it. You know, um, I wasn't a fan of the whole Ellsworth getting over on him there for a little bit. You know. Um, Did you see the SmackDown you know, where he finally got to beat Ellsworth? Yeah. Did you like uh, that? He where destroyed he destroyed him. When he just, it was, it, it was finally like, I've got you now. And it was a quick bang, 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 bang. You're dead. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, you know, as finally as like, all right, Dean Ambrose isn't here. I've got you now. And he made sure it was like, it should have been. Exactly. And, and AJ, AJ Styles has, how many times did he beat Cena last year? Like three, three, three clean. And it was two, one of them was clean or two of them were clean. Yeah. Two clean <laughs> wins over John Cena, the barrier of talent himself, John Cena, which Baron Corbin was his latest victim on SmackDown this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Did you? Have, I mean, you and you know Cena's going to be. Well, no, Cena's already been back. I'm. I, I haven't watched SmackDown since Cena's been back. So. <clears throat> yep. I was about to say, so this is only show up in the Rumble. Back, yeah, yeah, he's going to show up in the Rumble. <laughs> and like, it's like you said, I am. I'm stoked for the. I always get stoked for the Rumble. It's one of my favorite pay per views of the year. And this year, and the, this is with the Undertaker coming back. In my opinion, mm-hmm. I can't. I have no idea who the best has the best chance of winning. Taker. I don't. I just don't. That's see, what I'm saying. I, you know, when they had him debut, when he ca- or when he came back the other night. Braun Strowman was watching them. They had Braun Strowman, and yeah. they did that for a reason. Somehow, I think at WrestleMania, you're going to see Braun versus Undertaker. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I mean, this this is going to give birth to Braun. This is, I think if they have this match, Braun has to go over, and this is going to give let's start a start to the legend of Braun Strowman. Just a big guy. If he can come in and beat the Undertaker, right. that gives him so much merit. And, and especially if he... You know, quote unquote, retires the Undertaker. Yeah. You know, at WrestleMania. If Undertaker did him a fa- the favor, my God, it would be huge for that character, and he would be untouchable. Yeah. And I liked what they did with the Undertaker because he came out on SmackDown, and this week when he cut his promo, he says, "I go where I want, and no one tells me what to do." When he looked right at Stephanie McMahon, he got in Stephanie's face. Yeah, yeah. and I like that because Mick thought he was going to get in his face, and you know, he's kind of jumping back, and he's like, "Oh." Well, this is nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, we've been going recording for about 50 minutes or a little over. Let's take a quick break. We will be right back. This is the Oversell Podcast. Hey, welcome back to the Oversell Podcast. Be sure you're following us on Twitter. We are at Oversell Podcast, Facebook.com slash Oversell Podcast. You can follow me. I am at Derek, D-E-R-I-C-K-O-V-E-R-S-E-L-L. At WolfMike23. And I am at One Dangerous Dan, all spelled out. And I am Dangerous Dan Matthews on Facebook. And I'd like to say hi to a lot of people who have liked my page over the past two or three weeks now. I've well, gotten a lot of likes on there. Hey, be sure you put this podcast link on there so everyone can hear your sexy voice, too. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> uh, also, be sure you head over to oversellpodcast.com, and while you're there, while you're listening to all our episodes, you can check out the Amazon link right underneath the main player. There's no extra fees or hidden fees or anything like that. It's just you shopping on Amazon like you normally would. We just get a small kickback on anything that's sold through that link. Mike... What's up? We got some wrestling you want to talk about over there. Few things. One, <laughs> Brock Lesnar is getting sued by Mark Hunt, the guy who just fought UFC 200 for probably for doping for that before that yeah, fight. Yeah, right. He's suing Brock Lesnar. He's suing Dana White in the UFC, and he's basically suing him for like Brock Lesnar's purse, like everything Brock earned. He wants that because he feels that if you're gonna cheat and something like that. You shouldn't get paid for it. Has this ever been done before by any fighter? Not that I'm aware of. I'm sure it's been brought up before, but this is the first time it's actually got out publicly or that I know of. But I mean, he's he's going like he's going straight to court with this one. You know, it's going to be interesting because this could open the door for a lot of people, like anyone that may have lost to John Jones. Yeah. Or um, wasn't there a recent women's fighter that was caught doping? There's always been rumors of uh, cyborg. Yeah, cyborg. And uh, wasn't there rumors for um, Connor McGregor too? 
Probably. But I mean, there's for the weight, for him, him to drop a weight class when he hardly had much weight, there's no way he did that without. Yeah. Without doping. But right? I mean, you know, however this goes in the courts, I mean, this could change a lot of things in in UFC and MMA in general. Yeah. So he may I like it. What, what it may happen yeah. is Brock may have to work some more WWE days. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I mean, he's already got he already has a one year suspension now. Yeah. From UFC. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure when Vince read that, he's, or when someone told Vince that, ah, that's great, we can get him back. We can give a mm-hmm. title to Brock. Ah, ah the striations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it is, it's like, it's, it, it is opening a door up, but it, at the same time, if they're going to consider themselves a professional sport and a real sport, then, yeah, they have to be held to some sort of standard. Yeah. And, you know, I think Mark Hunt's got a good idea, and I think he'll win. Oh yeah, yeah. That'd be it's gonna. <clears throat> this could change a lot of things for, not well, mainly MMA. Yeah, I wouldn't say professional sports overall, but right. Yeah, for an MMA, I could see this maybe being a big change. That's that's it's gonna be interesting to see where this goes. What else? Uh, heard the the rumored people of the Hall of Fame this year. Uh, I've heard one. Um, that they're finally gonna put in Rick Rude. Yeah, that was one. And it's gonna be interesting to see who inducts him. Yeah, because he did a lot of work in Memphis, so maybe this could be, maybe someone from Memphis like Jerry Lawler would induct him. Because I mean, he worked in Memphis for a good bit before he went up to the big show. Right, uh, but I also think Lawler's still going to host it. Yeah. I hope so. You yeah. know, I hope so. I hope so too. Because if anybody else other than Lawler's hosting it, I don't think I can stomach watching it. <laughs> <laughs> I think they, I think they've already kind of announced that he's going to still be hosting it good, when they, when good. they took him off of SmackDown and then took him off of the the pre shows and stuff. They said at that point, you know, he's basically still going to be on the Hall of Fame and he's going to be doing appearances, mm-hmm. but he may not be on TV other than that. I swear to yeah. God, they better tell the people that are being inducted to keep your speeches to 15, 20 minutes because <laughs> as much as I liked hearing the Freebirds talk, and we talked about this last week, and Dan, you can give your thoughts. As much as we heard the Freebirds talk, I was sick of it and ready to get on because there's so much damn content that weekend anyway. Well, um, we're 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 <laughs> um, we're cut from two different cloths then because uh, I usually I like to I like to listen to old timers talk, you know. Um, some of my best, best times in the locker room were listening to Bobby Eaton, Ricky Morton, um, Jerry Lawler, Bill Dundee tell stories. Well, yeah, I, I get love that part. to hear stories. My part is it's it was already a long weekend for content anyway and you can always do like you know that one of those special bring stone cold on and bring these guys on to talk right chris jericho or whoever the hell they want to bring in and they can talk and tell stories but as far as like i mean how long it felt like their speech went on forever because they also did you know they pretty much came out dancing and singing to their song and long speeches and it's just uh, it was just it was a little too much. I, I'm like you. I, now, I do like to listen to – I love when Jim Ross has old-time wrestlers on because I like hearing their stories. And But that Hall of Fame this past year was <laughs> just a little too much for me. <laughs> but, yeah. <clears throat> I enjoyed um, – oh, um, uh, Stan Stan Hansen. I enjoyed Stan Hansen. Yeah, I thought he had a good he had a great speech. And was this Pat um, and, and uh, the the um, uh, I, Bushwhackers. 
Yeah, that was a couple years ago. Was that? I thought that was last year. No, nah, that was a couple years ago. Oh, that yeah. was the, probably the best <laughs> <Yeah>. overall speech <laughs> was, in a long time. And even Godfather's was pretty yeah. quick too. He had a, he had a good quick speech. Yeah, he did. You know, but uh, you know, he 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 seemed pretty humble too. You know, which yeah. I thought was really cool. But, and uh, oh, but uh, I heard D, I heard DDP was going in this year too. Yeah, DDP, uh, Rick Rude, other rumored ones right now: William Regal, Christian, the Natural Disasters. Hmm. Earthquake and Typhoon, and Mike Rotunda, IRS. Nice, nice. No Andy Kaufman, hmm. huh? No, but they they also didn't announce a, or there hasn't been a rumor of who the celebrity better, wing would be. It has to be an Andy Kaufman. <clears throat> I'm done. It's finally time. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, it's probably still not going to happen. Yeah. They're going to reinduct Trump. <laughs> <laughs> what else you got, Mike? Okay. On this day, 24 years ago, was the first Monday Night Raw. Wow. 1993. Wow, back in the Hammerstein Ballroom, right? Yes. Oh. And like I said, 24 years ago, I pulled up some stuff just to kind of reminisce of things that were popular or big the year Raw made its debut. Okay, let's hear so it. So let's just see how old we are. Okay. The X-Files aired its first episode. Never watched an episode of it. I never did either. I loved X-Files. But the truth is out there was like the tagline for the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually re-watching X-Files right now on Netflix with my wife. <laughs> huh, nice. But again, I've never seen an episode either. Uh, Womp, there it is came out fuck that song <laughs> hated that song <laughs> i know everybody's seen this one the janet jackson cover of rolling stone where she's standing there topless with her arms above her head and the guys there's just a guy's hands like on her breasts that was 24 years ago wow cheers <laughs> season finale or series finale wow the kirstie alley years too yeah got milk that came out in 93. Who was the first Got Milk person? I don't know. I mean, it looks like the first one on, like, the little picture on here, it was like a 60-second ad, and it was like Aaron Burr and Alexander Hamilton in, oh. like, the shootout <clears throat> in the duel. Oh, I just remember the... Aaron Burr. <laughs> you remember that commercial? Yeah. Where the guy knew... <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I love that commercial. Uh, Bill Nye the Science Guy. Debuted? Yes. Oh, Wow. Uh, SNL's fall season premiere that year, hosted by Charles Barkley, musical guest Nirvana. Wow. Now, was that, okay, was it Charles Barkley? I believe there's an episode, he did Daily Affirmations with Stuart Smalley, right? And Muggsy Bowes walked on and said, <laughs> and it was so funny, because like, man, get out of here, you ugly little midget. And like, Stuart Smalley got pissed. Yeah. He was like, no, <laughs> we don't say that on my show. We don't call people ugly little midgets, and that for some reason that is hilarious. That Stuart Smalley got so upset. Yeah. Um, the Saved by the Bell gang graduated high school. Wow, you know um, that season where they went to the beach resort. Yeah, with Leah Remini. I've been watching. Have you watched that Scientology show she's doing right now? No, shit's fucking insane. 
Oh, I believe it. Go watch it. <laughs> I'm not. I, I'm not. I don't want. It. I don't want Scientology intercepting this and come labeling me <laughs> suppressive or whatever. And but. But then I'm going to go through real quick. Oh, they won't do that. They'll try to assimilate you. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, no, you won't. Uh, watch this and you'll see what I'm talking about. Now I'm going to go through, uh, since we're all pretty big movie buffs, movies that came out in 93 okay. that you had no idea have been already been out for 24 years. Leprechaun. Never seen it. <laughs> Alive. Don't remember. The one where they crashed and the soccer team or whatever crashed on yeah. the, in the mountains and they ended up having to like eat each other as they died to survive. Never saw it. Yeah. Uh, I say I'm a movie buff and the first two movies you named <laughs> I've never watched. Sniper. Wow. With Tom Berenger. Okay. Okay. National Lampoon's Loaded Weapon 1. The movie was nuts. Yeah. I loved Emilio it was great. in that movie. The microfilm. <laughs> Groundhog Day. I hated that movie. Are you... I hate oh, it. I love that movie. I You're hate getting a day. You may get kicked off this podcast. No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Army of Darkness. Loved Army of Darkness. Oh, loved, that was yeah. my favorite of the Evil Dead. Here's one that I know you're going to love. Best of the best two. Nice. Brackus. <laughs> <laughs> Which I've talked to. I've actually talked to Maverick Summers on uh, Reddit. He, yeah. we, we were on the same post, and we're going to get him on the show, too. Uh. This was a horrible movie, but Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. Oh, fuck that movie. Turtles in time. Yeah, it was horrible. That shit was so bad. Um, They had a good soundtrack to it, though. Indecent Proposal came out that year. (laughs) The Sandlot. That's like one of the best movies ever made. Sidekicks. Sidekicks. With Chuck (laughs) Norris. Chuck Norris and what was the what was that Jonathan kid? Brandis? Yeah, and that kid like committed suicide. Yeah, like, a couple early two thousand. Yeah, um. yeah, it's sad, but I love sidekicks. <laughs> Joe Piscopo was awesome in that movie. Dragon, the Bruce Lee story. Mm-hmm. With um, what was his name? That's uh, Jason Lee. Yeah, Jason Scott Lee. Yeah. Jason Scott Lee. Uh, Hot Shots Part Two. Oh, that's the best. <laughs> that, oh, I yeah. love Hot Shots. Uh, my favorite line for that movie is. Topper Harley walks up to Lloyd Bridges. He says, Mr. President, and Mr. the president looks at him and says, no, you're not. I've seen him on television. He's an older gentleman, about my height. I don't know. <laughs> that is just the funniest line to me. Uh, here's one that's been dubbed as one of the worst movies of all time. Super Mario Brothers. Oh, that movie. Fuck that movie. <laughs> uh, Cliffhanger. Jurassic Park, the original. Very good movie. Last Action Hero. Loved, I love Last Action. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of people like Last Action Hero. I love them. I, I, Every I, time it comes on one of the movie channels, I watch it. I love it. I love Last Action Hero, too. Schwarzenegger was good in that one. Uh, Son-in-Law. Uh, fuck Polly Shore. But Carly Gugino Lisa. was in it. I don't care. <laughs> Carly Gugino was in it. I don't care. So it's the Weasel. <laughs> and Tiffany Amber <laughs> was in it, too. Rookie of the Year. Good movie. That was a damn great movie. Funky, I remember seeing that one in theaters. Funky butt loving. Funky butt loving. Weekend at Bernie's two. Oh, the horrible. <laughs> Free Willy. What? Yeah. Robin Hood <laughs> Men in Tights. Great, great. Mel Brooks. Yep. So I married an axe murderer. Never watched it all. Wow, really? I've never seen it all the way through. It's great. I mean, it's not like really awesome, good movie, but it's still one of those great ones that you just watch. Uh, the Fugitive. It was the one-armed man. 
uh, Surf Ninjas. Surf Ninjas <laughs> with Rob, uh, Rob uh, from SNL. Why, why, Schneider. Schneider. Yeah. yeah. Can't believe you couldn't think of his name. Yeah. And Ernie Reyes Jr. He was in it. Yeah. 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 Wait, he what of he was in was he in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles too? Yeah, he was okay. Kino. Okay. And he was actually I think he was he actually was in, in the suit of Michelangelo in the first one. Okay, and he was in <laughs> The Rundown, which was a very yeah. underrated rock movie. Yeah. I love that movie. Uh True Romance. Never watched it. That was a good Tarantino movie. Airborne. Great movie. Airborne was fucking Air, awesome. Air, Airborne was great. Seth Green was in that. And Jack Black. And Alana Ubach. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love that chick. Yeah, and uh, who else was in that movie? There, Jack Jack Black. We said Jack Black, Seth Green, Alana Ubach. Well, I guess. I and the remember. other names they have mentioned, I don't. The guy that played Snake was in a couple other things too. Yeah, uh, the Good Son. You know that, that creepy one with yeah, Macaulay you know, Culkin. They took <laughs> America's favorite kid in that movie and turned him into a sociopathic killer. Yeah. You know that scene <coughs> where he dropped the dummy onto the road onto the <laughs> interstate. That was fucked up. Like you have, you have the cutest kid in the world at the time. You're gonna make that movie with him? Yeah, Ugh, that's fucked up. It was a good turn. <coughs> Dazed and confused. Good movie. Good movie. A Bronx Tale. Never watched. That's it. a great. Movie. I don't watch gangster movies. To me, aren't good. It wasn't really a gangster All right, movie. You ready? Well, hey, you know what? This is gonna get some comments on fucking Twitter. I do not like the Godfather movies. Okay. I do not like the Godfather movies, and I hated what was the one with uh, Ray Liotta. Goodfellas. Good fe- fuck, Goodfellas. <laughs> <laughs> that movie. I don't know if you can legally say that. Uh, that movie. <laughs> you that might, movie. You might actually have people showing up at your house in a minute. <laughs> that movie. Are you expecting somebody? There's headlights. That movie. No, I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell you why I didn't like Goodfellas. It was slow. It was slow. But Joe Pesci said, "Fuck a lot." I don't care. <laughs> I really don't care. So did so the did God, I mean Godfather it, movies? I actually like the Godfather movies um, to a certain extent. Um, but the the long the further along we got into Godfather two and Godfather three, the less I liked them. Right. <laughs> I mean, Goodfellas to me you know, just was it, boring and slow. I don't know it, these. I don't know gangster films just never did it for me. Okay. We'll, we'll in line with gangster films that came out in '93. We will segue into Cool Runnings. Okay, because <laughs> cool that is straight up gangster. I, I loved Cool Runnings. I hated hey, Goodfellas. You did yet? A <laughs> <laughs> hey, sled god, sled god. This is one everybody loves, or at least all guys love. Demolition Man. Good movie. Fun. Movie. Oh yeah. Rudy came out in 93. I, st- I, can't, I will still watch that movie and I cry at the end of it. Wait a minute. Go back to Demolition Man. I I have to laugh at it because for the longest time there was a, there was a stint of about three or four years ago where that was our thing at Walgreens where you were you actually had to tell people instead of goodbye it was be well. I, did, I remember <laughs> yeah. that. I remember that. You know, <laughs> yeah. and we 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 actually had to tell people that. And I was like, we got to stop doing this. That's from that movie. <laughs> <laughs> be well, John Spartan. What's your What's your boggle? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what was the deal with the fucking seashells? If we still don't know. We don't, <laughs> enhance your calm, dude. <laughs> <laughs> what What else? Um. Let's see. What else was on here? Uh, we said Rudy, the Nightmare Before Christmas. Never watched it. RoboCop three. I liked RoboCop 3. I actually liked that one. The chick uh, got killed in that <coughs> one. 
I liked all the all three of the RoboCop movies. The I really, I actually liked the newest one they did. That remake. I liked the, the remake reboot. too. I that liked thing, that one. That was pretty badass. Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, Robin Williams. That's one of his best. Wayne's World two. Eh, not as good as the original. And I'm going to end on this one because it is one of the greatest movies of all time. Tombstone. Tombstone. Yes. Now, Came Tombstone, I like. that's. <clears throat> Uh, that's probably one of my favorite Western movies. Right underneath it, I'm gonna put Young Guns because I love fucking. I fucking yeah, I love, love Young, Young Guns. Guns. Yeah, movie. and people like I was telling that to people like, oh, those aren't Western. Like, yeah, they are. They're in the Wild <laughs> West. What else do you it want? It was about and, Billy the Kid. It was new. It's a new <laughs> age Western. I mean, it's yeah. not like. I mean, they were using like you know '80s rock tracks yeah, as yeah, the soundtrack but, for it. But, but it's fun, dude. Yeah. Oh, oh, the first Young Guns. Then that second one, it's kind of fucked up at times. Like when they put it on the blood. Pat's place and yeah. shit like that. Yeah, the second one was really nuts. So, but yeah, just wanted to kind of bring that up. That was fun. Yeah, don't was don't start getting into westerns because I'm gonna start a John Wayne conversation. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I'm just not a bit. I just can't watch John Wayne movies for some reason. Well, what what John Wayne movies have you tried to watch? Whatever my, his old ones. Whatever the my, <laughs> whatever my father in law has on. There's the one where he takes the kids on the cattle drive. That one. Okay, the Cowboys. Uh, I, I don't know. The one where he's Rooster Cogburn. <laughs> I will, you don't like Rooster Cogburn. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I can't come on here anymore. <laughs> See, it's a good thing you're like... That's why he left. <laughs> like, hold on. Dan, I'm about, Dan's about to pull the Simpsons. Like, hold on. I'm like, Dan, how are you here? Anyway. You want to get to this week's trivia question? Yeah, I guess we can do that. Did you have anything else you had? No, not really. Okay. All right. For the trivia question this week, it'll be Mike versus Dan. Um, Dan, I've got, and Mike, um, I have a list of 20. Okay. But we're only going to do the top 12, and if we if it, if it it's that quick, we can add the top 20 because they're, um, uh, actually, before I do that, I'm going to restart the Mixler chat. Uh, um, maybe just a second. So I've got the top twelve, and this is another Royal Rumble question. Top twelve. Well, I've got the top twenty. We're gonna do the top twelve for right now. Um, I'm gonna give you four strikes each. So if you get four strikes, you're done, and the other guy wins. Mm-hmm. But top twelve people who have been in the Royal Rumble the longest time at, at, during one Rumble. During one, so not cumulative. Right. It's just one Rumble. One Rumble. One Rumble. So uh um, been in one rumble the longest time. Okay. Uh and who wants to go first? Well, Dan's kind of the guest. So No, Dan's not a guest, he's a host. <laughs> Dan, I, okay, well he comes first alphabetically, so he's okay. first. Okay, Dan <laughs> So give me the top tw- what you who you think is in the top twelve rumble the longest. Okay. Well we all know Rey Mysterio holds the record. Okay. Rey Mysterio, number one on the list. One hour. Two minutes, 12 seconds. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, uh, Sean Michael. You know, it's not your turn. We switch. Oh. We alternate. <laughs> okay. It's not, it's not make okay. it, take it. <laughs> so, Mike, you're up. Kane. Kane, number nine on the list, 53 minutes, 46 seconds. That was 01. Ray Mysterio did it in 06. Right. <clears throat> Dan, you're up. Okay. Sean Michaels. HBK is not on the list. Well, that list is wrong because he he entered in at number one and lasted yeah. through the whole match one year. 
And then the next year he entered at number two and won. Uh, Didn't he? I, I got this off <coughs> a pretty creditable site. Uh, hold on, Wicked Royal. All right, well, uh, like, tell does it have the times on there? Yes. Like number twelve, who is how, like how long is that time? Number twelve is fifty minutes fifty seconds. Yeah, it can't be that. Hmm. Because yeah, Shawn Michaels would have had to have been in there for sixty, right? I hope I reckon. I, I'm pretty close sure. to sixty. I mean, e- even if they were just doing two minute intervals. He was the first person in. Uh, well, I'm looking I've broke at the trivia question. <laughs> you have. You have. Uh, apparently, this site is wrong. So, but I got to go by the list that I have. Let's. Well, <laughs> even though it's wrong, <laughs> find another list. Because <laughs> if because if Drew Carey is on that list, I got it off. I'm leaving. I got it off Wikipedia. <laughs> No, not on the list. Okay. So that's a strike for Dan. <laughs> I can only go by the list that I got off this site. This is a Jericho list, isn't it? Are you guessing Jericho? No, I'm just saying because this <laughs> is kind of fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. Uh, Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns, number six on the list, 59 minutes and 50 seconds. That was in 2016. Dan, you're up. Okay. Longest time they were in the match. Um, Chris Jericho. Number 12 on the list. 50 minutes, 50 seconds. And that was in 2016. So Jericho made the list. He didn't. He did. <laughs> Good turn of words. And, and he made the list. So, see? Mike, you're up. <laughs> okay, this isn't an official WWE list, is it? Well, it's from Wikipedia. Okay, so it's not officially WWE. Correct. So Chris Benoit should be on it. Number two on the <laughs> list, one mm-hmm. hour, one minute, 31 seconds. <clears throat> Mike is winning three to two. Dan, you're up. All right. Um, longest in the match. Edge. Edge is not on this list. That is two strikes for you, Dan. <laughs> Mike, hmm. you're up. Randy Orton. Not on the list. That's a strike for Mike. Not in the top 12. My, Dan, you're back up. <clears throat> All right. Um, I'm reaching, but um, Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero, not on the list. Three strikes, <clears throat> one more, Dan, and you're done. Okay. Mike. Uh, Triple H. Number four on the list. He is in, was in one hour and 16 seconds, and that was in 06. Okay. Dan, you're back on back on the clock. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Number eight on the list, 56 minutes. Uh, I can't read my own writing. 38 seconds, and that was in 1999. Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon, 56 minutes, 38 seconds, and that was in 1999. When he won it. Dan, you're back up. <laughs> <laughs> 
Dolph Ziggler. Not in the top 12. Dan is eliminated. Mike, you want to try to? Yeah, I mean, since I've won, uh, we'll continue. Uh, I'll give you one more guess. Then I'll go through this list real quick. Just because he needs to be mentioned every episode. Kurt Angle. Not on the list. All right, so I'm going to do number one through 12. How many did we get? You got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight of them. Oh, okay. So we had Ray number one at one hour and two minutes and 12 seconds. Chris Benoit number two, one hour, one minute, 31 seconds. Bob Backlund, one hour, one minute, 10 seconds. That was in 93. You got Triple H, one hour, 16 minutes and 06. Flair, one hour, two seconds in 92. You got Reigns. You got McMahon, you got Stone Cold, got Kane. Rick Martell, 52 minutes, 17 seconds, and 91. Would have never guessed that one. The Rock, 51 seconds, 32, and 98. Jericho, 50 minutes, 50 seconds, in 2016. Now, I also pulled the top 20. Triple H was on there again, 49-58 at in 09. Ziggler was number 14 at 49-47, and that was in 13. Mysterio... 49-24, so he was on that list twice, too. And that was in 09. CM Punk was number 16, 49-11 and 14. Seth Rollins, 48-31 and 14. Orton, 48-27 and 09. Triple H again, he was on this list three times, 48-04 and 96. And Jericho was on the list for a second time, 47-53 and 2013. Okay. So, <laughs> I guess... Um, Dan, you're gonna you're gonna be back with us next week. Can you record next Wednesday? Yeah, yeah, I should be able to. I was, okay, yeah. cool. So, Dan, you've got to come up with our trivia question. It'll be your turn. Oh yay! <laughs> <laughs> it's fun, man. It, it's actually fun trying to find if you want to. You know, there's plenty of good websites oh, out yeah, there to yeah. help you. No, so. no, no. I'm not, I'm just yeah. I'm just messing with you. I'm I'm, I, I I enjoy trivia. I like. I think it's cool thing. You know. Yep. You know, uh, it, I, I'll tell you a funny story. Uh, did I beat you and Mike at trivia at Hooters that time, or was it just Mike? Probably was just Mike. I, there was a while there I didn't do trivia. Okay, because uh, <clears throat> we were doing trivia at Hooters, and there was a bunch of guys that were uh, from work in town, and we just happened to walk into Hooters at the same time. Mike and Anthony <clears throat> and our buddy Tommy and all them other guys were over at the other table doing trivia. And there was only like three or four other tables doing trivia. So we said, what the heck? We'll do trivia. So the final trivia question is, name these Filipino islands in order uh, from smallest to largest or something like that. And we had a native Filipino guy on our team. (laughs) (laughs) So we were like, okay, well, Sean's got That's funny. And we just kind of handed him the paper and said, okay, it's all you, and uh, <laughs> waste all our points. And he did, and we won, of course. So <laughs> That's funny. That's very funny. Mike, what else you want to talk about? Nah, I don't <laughs> think I have anything else. Yeah, I don't really have much else. You want to do a Memphis wrestling moment? Yeah. I think I found um, one I can read. I, there, we do have another uh, NWA Smoky Mountain uh 
show happening in February. It's going to be Jason Kincaid versus uh, Chase Owens in the main event for the NWA Southeastern Heavyweight title, which Jason Kincaid has held now for five years. Damn, he's getting close to that Bruno record, huh? Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, Jason Kincaid just got signed by WWN Evolve. So that's awesome. Congratulations. That's a big deal. Evolve is yes one of the best companies in the world to me, and one of my favorites is in Evolve, and that is all ego Ethan Page. I just can't get enough of that dude. He is awesome. <clears throat> so yeah, he's gonna go to Evolve, and which you know I'm trying wrestling I'm, exclusively for them. I send tweets to Evolve Wrestling to bring a show to Memphis, and they they keep saying, we'll never say never. And after seeing what NXT did in that show at Minglewood Hall, I know for a fact that Evolve could come in there and do a great setup as well. Mm-hmm. And they would kick the shit out of a lot of local promotions around here. <laughs> yep. If they ever get the, get the uh, Coliseum back in working order, man. Well, you, know, th- you never know. Dan, also, uh, while I'm thinking about this, we had another former guest on our show that's made a big signing as of late. Yes. Amazon Andrea is now signed with NXT. She's in developmental, and I am so happy for her, for all that she's gone through in the wrestling business. You know, she had to step away for a while due to a horrific injury. Um, Couldn't be a nicer person, and I am really happy for her. I know she's probably yes. not listening. If she is, congratulations, Andre. You deserve everything you get, and I can't wait to start kissing you kick-ass in NXT. Yes, I've, I've, I'm stoked for her, especially after hearing her story, you know, about going to Japan and everything and, and having surgery and everything and overcoming, you know, the uh, the weight problem and everything and, you know, actually having like a, a physical debilitating problem with the weight and everything, um, you know, and going through surgery to get that fixed and, you know, coming back around and reinventing herself and everything. I mean, during the interview we had with her, you know, I, that that was just awesome to hear her story like that, you know. And uh, if you guys get a chance, you need to go back and listen to it, definitely. Good pull there. Good plug. He still has it. <laughs> he still has you it. Still I got still it. got it. <laughs> you still Mike, you got, got it. You got a Memphis wrestling moment for us? <clears throat> yes, I believe I found one I can read. All right. Uh, January 12th, 1976. I remember that like I wasn't born yet. <clears throat> Monday night, Mid-South Coliseum. Starting at the bottom of the card. Miss Donna Cristantello versus Miss Joyce Grable. Bill Costello versus Bobby Lyons. Randy Fargo versus David Schultz. Don and Al Green versus Tommy Rich and Wayne Petty. NWA Southern Tag Title Match. Titles versus Gilbert's Hair. No time limit, no disqualification. It's a whole lot for that one fucking match. Mm-hmm. The interns with Dr. Ram Ramey for the champions versus Tommy Gilbert and Bearcat Brown. Main event, Jerry Lawler and Professor Tanaka with Sam Bass versus Tojo Yamamoto and Bill Dundee. Nice. Uh, I think SPWA is doing, it may have been last week, but they did uh, a big uh, fundraiser for the outlaw Don Bass, which was very cool. Yeah, them, yeah. So. Uh, interns tagged out. Tommy Gilbert and Bearcat Brown dethroned the interns from their National Wrestling Alliance Southern Tag Team Championship last night before... 4,840 at Mid-South Coliseum. 
Uh, I'd Boom. like to say that uh, back on that Don Bastille, though, uh, Don Bass passed away, so it might have been just a tribute show. Uh, yeah. Well, I think it was it the it, there it was also a fundraiser as far as maybe raising some funds to support the family. The family. To help yeah. Support the family. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, in the main Sorry, event, didn't mean to no. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Lawler and Professor Tanaka won by disqualification over Tojo Yamamoto and Bill Dundee. In other matches, Joyce Grable beat Donna Cristantello, Bill Costello beat Bobby Lyons, David Schultz beat Randy Fargo, and Tommy Rich and Wayne Petty combined to beat Don and Al Green. 4,840. Monday night. Well, as we like to end every episode, and I'm not going <laughs> to forget it this week. Yeah, he almost forgot it last I week. I almost forgot it. We are going to do Superstar of the Week. So, Mike, Dan, I ask you, who is your Superstar of the Week? I got mine, and I'm going to do it real quick so you don't. Chris Jericho for winning the U.S. title. <laughs> That's awesome. It's a good pick. Dan? Um, I have to say, I'm going to say Chris Jericho and Owens together. You know? I mean, they're... I like it. I like it. Uh, let's see. Who do I want to go? 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 Uh, I don't know. I really. Raw was all right this week, and it just, you know, everything kind of runs together with Raw these days. Um, you know what? Neville, because he's fucking killing it in the cruiserweight yeah, division. He absolutely. Is the best heel going. Speaking of the cruiserweight division and CWC and or two hundred five live, Crazy Alicia Fox is back. Yeah. Cedric Alexander mm-hmm. broke up with her, and she fucking lost it, which that's a good character for her. She plays that very well. She didn't accidentally hit Nia Jax with a drink box or whatever oh. it was she accidentally threw that time. That's the that last woman I'd want to accidentally <laughs> hit anything with. Well, folks, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. The easiest way to get to this podcast is to subscribe on iTunes, and while you're there, leave a five-star review and leave us a comment. We will read them on the air that's it for this week. Be sure you're following us on Twitter, Eversell Podcast, Facebook.com slash Eversell Podcast at Derek D E R I C K O V E R S E L L. At WolfMike23. And at One Dangerous Dan and Dangerous Dan Matthews on Facebook. <laughs> well, thank you for listening, guys. You've been listening to the Oversell Podcast.